did you see this from uh, from today? It was uh, somebody was asking James Fox, the director of the Phenomenon, excellent uh, documentary about all of this mess, uh, about Jacques Vallée's uh, new book uh, and whether or not you know what he thought about it because mm-hmm. uh, there's a particular case that he's looking at. Yeah, uh, he said I met both witnesses and found their story believable but lacking evidence, which um, kind of just sums up the whole thing. Just about. Welcome to UAP and Me. I'm your host, Jason Thomas, here with my good friend, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hey. So, Josh, you, you tend to share things like that with me all the time because yeah. there's a lot of them uh, seemingly every day now. Lately. Um, yeah. And if, you, if you're a first-time listener of UAP and my Me. and has increased. Sorry. And you probably are. Uh, we're, we're talking unidentified aerial phenomenon. Uh, we're talking about it, simplifying it, researching, trying to sound like cool bros while doing it. And we're succeeding. Uh, raising children. I mean, that's unrelated, but that's still vaccinated. Yep. Uh, So today for our second episode, uh, you know, in our first one, we kind of gave the primer, the little, the little teaser, the digest. Um, We're going to dive into some of the people involved in this um, whole thing. And that, 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 that covers a lot. And, and, and I, I guess I'll do my disclaimer right here at the start. Um, The people involved in this is everybody. Everybody. It's everyone in the universe. All of us really. Um, But as far as I, I guess there, there's there's three three different stages, right? There's 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 the everybody. Mm-hmm. There are the people who have been uh, whether tangently or directly involved with anything from um, UFOs to abductions to uh, geez, like just scientific things. The gamut of weird over over the in the history of time. Yeah, there's that, and then there's the people who are kind of directly involved in what's driving. The conversation right now boots on the ground yeah um so we're gonna focus on that last one because that's kind of the more immediate one but we do assure you uh, starting next week we're gonna be kind of expanding the 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 the, the uap and me cinematic universe well, well we'll we'll open up the scope as time goes by but right now it is important to like we mentioned in our uh, i guess you call our pilot uh, episode there that was kind of the uh, the narrative. Yeah, so, we, we want to simplify. Who are the people driving the 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 very fact that you know what 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 what's the reason that we're even podcasting is because um, you know someone forced somebody's hand, and there's a lot of people involved in it. There's a whole team of people involved in it, and we're and, gonna and we're gonna talk about them. And then keep in mind, we're gonna go through quite a few people on here. A podcast. We're, we're gonna go through quite a few people here, but there are so many more uh, that are notable that are relevant. I'm sure that we miss a lot of people and there are people whose names we'll probably never know, but these are the people right now that you need to know. So, and we're not particularly starting in any particular order, but I guess we are kind of, um, here's the thing, you know, we, we kind of distill these into to certain categories, not that anyone can fit in anything in particular, but we're going to start with kind of our more public, let's say, public names but i know i use that strangely because they're not they're not household names uh, i would call them faces of the current disclosure movement that's is, that's probably where i would go who's that that would be lou elizondo former director of atip and christopher mellon government insider uh, for many years under two different presidential uh, administrations they're the two guys who are front and center particularly excuse me particularly lou uh, done a lot of podcasts, a lot of interviews, been driving this whole train. Really, he's the one probably at the wheel, but Mellon is right there with him. And what are they, like, what, I guess, you know, 
both of them, but Lou, what, what's Lou disclosing? What's important about what's he do? Where does he fit into this? Lou, Lou is about as good a spokesman as you can have for, for this sort of thing. He's a guy who knows his stuff. He knows what he's talking about as the director of ATIP. He was exposed to a lot of different stuff. He's seen Lou, things. He can say what he can. He says whatever he can. Uh, he does have his NDA. He has to stick to. <laughs> but but Lou Lou gives us tidbits of information. Lou kind of directs us where we need to go. Lou uh, certainly, as much as I respect him, every time he does an interview, it comes across to me like there is a specific goal for that specific interview, and it's to kind of move the wave onward. And you see escalation, and you see, you know, it, most recently he's all of a sudden been hinting at crash material which is a little bit further down the line but to tell you you know the, the basically we've ramped up to the point where him saying that now is like oh wow that that could be something to it whereas god think about a year ago hearing even him say that would be like okay lou's lost it you know he's he's, he's grasping at straws but basically they've ramped it up so well when did uh, when did lou work for the government uh 2000 well he, he resigned in 2017. He has been part of the uh, intelligence operation for a long time. I don't know exactly how long, but uh, his career has been completely. Would you say, I mean, like to me, from, from, from my perspective, like Lou comes off to me as the, like, uh, not, not the main character in the story, but at least the, the most like public face that yes. with the most, and I think what you'll see with, with both Mellon and Lou, why we, you know, we started with them is because they kind of have that credibility more than anyone else. They got the resume. Well, and, and Lou, Lou basically ends up in this position and this perception from us uh, in large part because of the fact that he resigned in protest of the fact that they weren't taking right. it seriously right. enough, which, which is, which yeah. is like, okay, that gives you credibility up the ass. And this is the guy that we're dealing with now. Okay. So, that's, okay. that's pretty cool. And uh, if you pay attention to the things that he says, there's some pretty interesting stuff you can walk away from. Uh, I wish I could recap it all right now, but we got a lot of people to cover. Lou's a whole season. Lou so. is a whole season. Um, one day. one Not not now, but God, 10 years from now. Uh, talk to me about Mellon a little bit more. What's Yeah, so Mellon, Mellon basically his whole thing is that he's uh, been a part of the intelligence apparatus for, for a long time. Two different presidents. Uh, he worked under, he basically is a guy who's had a lifelong interest in UFOs, and he started kind of poking his nose around when he got to a certain level where he was getting clearances of various things and all that, basically, to a level where he needed to be clued in. I mean, intelligence, we're talking one of, a top, one of the top intelligence people in the country. He has to know certain things. Those guys, right, they're, they're clued into to most things, right? So he's a guy who has taken the information that he did glean bits and pieces here and there. And along with Lou and at the time Tom DeLong and all that, uh, they all came together taking what they knew and decided to push this plan forward. That is uh, currently succeeding in my estimation. You said it. So I'm going to force your hand. Tell me about Tom DeLong uh, briefly because yeah. he's not, I guess, as he would say, he's not the most important figure in this he's, anymore. He's, he's not anymore, but he deserves credit for, for bringing together Lou and Mellon um, and a couple other people with his To the Stars Academy um, right around the time of the New York Times article in 2017. He got all those minds in one place. He got them all uh, committed to, to, to one goal. And even though he's kind of backed off from it now and those guys have left his organization, he forever deserves credit for getting this foot in the door 
And uh, I have a feeling history will look fondly, especially if we begin to learn more and more things, because really he's he's a key part in, uh, in all yeah, of this. Yeah, and, and not to take away from your last one, but I think too, like as as you know, Tom. Tom, my, my pal Tom, um, we, uh, we, in ufology, you start reference, you know, yes, oh, exactly. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, we, one, one, one could argue that, you know, as much as he did good for, you know, public disclosure, getting, uh, I think he had a big hand in forcing government's hand in, if not getting videos out there, admitting videos existed. Yeah. Um, he also could have done some damage to, let's say a movement of making people take this seriously. See, he could have. Uh, but but the, the, the thing is, though, is that the story that he's always told as far as how things came together has held up. And over time, certain things have proven to be uh, true that seemed kind of ridiculous at the time. So when I hear Tom DeLong say that he was recruited, in a sense, because they recognized that he had actually noticed something that they were like, you know, how, how did you figure this out? It starts to carry more and more weight as time goes by. Um, I honestly, I still think there's more to that, but you know, he deserves credit. He deserves mention in here, even though he's not currently somebody that you probably need to stay up on. Unless you like Aaron Adels and Airwaves, then, uh, right. then you're right. in the right place. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, yep. Every day. Uh, <laughs> every day. No, no, that's too much. Adels and Airwaves. So talking, uh, you know, get, getting, you know, intelligence, U.S. intelligence. I'm trying to think of a good segue to get to our old pal, the, the senator of Nevada. Um, I, it's, it's, it's. You know, I, I think it, it goes without saying too. We're not, we're not mentioning, you know, anybody who's probably that important in this whole thing. You know, like uh, because every conversation we have, there's some shadowy figure, or there's some conversation, or there's something someone can't reveal to somebody else. It all yeah. is interesting and how it all ties together right but yeah i guess we're we're listing a bunch of names that are tangently involved maybe directly involved or at least trying to find out what's going on Mm -hmm. and it's uh yeah it's it's interesting well and the 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 frustrating sorry just for one moment the frustrating thing about this particular you know field of study when you're looking at it it's especially or particularly right now you never know about these guys while they're actively doing stuff I have no idea who's on the current UAP task force. Right. We won't know until probably years from now. So it, unless it becomes a public sort of program. Uh, so that's, that's the difficult thing. So we're telling you the people to pay attention to, but unfortunately no one can give you who's actually doing it right at this moment. Exactly. One of the many obstacles of this. Many obstacles. But, you know, sometimes uh, it, it just takes the, the, the right weirdo to be in a position of power. And that's Harry Reid. <laughs> So t- t- talk talk to me about the uh, the senator from uh, the former senator from Nevada, the kingmaker, the former Senate Majority Leader, the punch and pugilist, Harry Reid. I'll, I'll say this, and I don't say it lightly. Okay, Harry Reid is the most important figure to modern uh, ufology or disclosure, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he is the most important modern figure. Tell me, tell me why? Because he spearheaded getting the ATIP program funded. Uh, he basically made sure that it existed. He willed it uh, into happening. And ever since that program ceased, he has been an unending advocate of you know, UFO disclosure, UAP, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and he has consistently gone to bat for people like Lou Elizondo confirming his credentials when those were called into question, uh, even doing so as recently as uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, 
uh, or about a month ago now. Um, so he used the power that he had even temporarily. Um, and he truly did something that uh, was very uh, important. And he has consistently moved the, the ball down the field and he's made some very intriguing statements along the way. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he's, he's the guy, if all of this ends up having meat to the bone, uh, come this report or, or whenever, he'll be a guy that will forever be remembered. Um, he could potentially be a very huge name in, in history. And I don't say that lightly. There's a couple of, couple other fellows that, that, that served with Harry Reid, uh, Marco Rubio, Ted Stevens. Um, talk to me. Talk well, to Ted, me about them. Ted Stevens and Marco Rubio are notable uh, for being willing to talk to the media about the uh, briefings that they've received uh, regarding UAP, uh, particularly Marco Rubio. He's done multiple interviews. He continues to do multiple interviews. He asks or he answers questions in nearly every uh, you know everything that he does with uh, with the press about it, and this is something he's, he's up front. He, he's up front and talks about it, and he deserves credit for that. The bare the bare minimum in this subject, in particular, does do is a, pretty incredible to begin with. Yeah. Um. Well, why doesn't Ted Stevens continue to do um, <laughs> briefing uh, or comments? Yeah, I I really don't know. Honestly, he's I, dead. I, oh, is he? He died in a plane crash. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, that's right. That was what you. Yeah. That's funny. so. I mean, yeah. It's not funny. That's so you know, scary when, when you're dead. You yeah. know. So yeah. So, so so there's you know we have the the agenda pushers, the power brokers, the the what about the investigators? Let's get you know let, let me let me distill these people into one single you know word. But um, you know who are some some key names? Some some key names we might not know, but or or you know fighting the good fight from, uh, beyond I'm, making a podcast. I'm gonna call these people like uh, like public advocates. I guess you could okay. say. Um, trying to get information to the people. I mean, I, I really, you can kind of, I don't mean to just group them, but they're all kind of ach achieving the same goal. And George Knapp, Jeremy Corbell, James Fox, Leslie Keen. Uh, we have directors, uh, writers, um, journalists in there. People that are all a big part of this movement right now. Getting I think information. I heard James Fox at the beginning of this James Fox, that's right. Podcast. That's right, as referenced before. Leslie Keen, she's done great work. She's written articles in New York Times. She, was a co-author of the the big one and uh, Helene Cooper and and Ralph Blumenthal. And Ralph Blumenthal. Yeah, so they're they're very important people. People to look out for if you're interested in this uh, sort of subject. They're probably people to follow because they may have something to say. Um, and they often do these days. It's a very exciting thing. Who who are the who are the the, the, the let's say the others that the, the ones who couldn't fit into a box? Um, they, they, that, that's what I find. That's what I find. So. You know, and that's why I would encourage everyone listening to this to, to you know, look up the names we're describing and, and oh. that, that definitely cannot be distilled yeah. into, into just a we're, few minutes. We're only scratching the surface right. on exactly. literally all of this. This is, this is a, you know, it's a primer. It, it, it's a simple introduction. Do the work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, but yeah, like who just, you know, this is just a sampling of the names, but who, who are some of the other, um, yeah, just, you're gonna, you're just going to see a lot of names and it helps to understand the world of it. Well, also like always, always, you know, we should have a disclaimer, you know, be always, you know, be, 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 be cautious, be suspect of, you know, any oh, information you see, but also yeah. read into the, you know, the credibility, the, the you know, right. some people, you know, there are some people who don't, who, 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 who don't make a living by just bullshitting people. Well, and they're talking about stuff. And, and, and in, yeah, particularly, you know, in this, in this topic, yeah, you should question everything that you hear about it, but, it's a lot more useful 
to acquaint yourself with who can be considered credible so that you can say, okay, this person believes this, that takes an extra weight with me. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't still question, but it's important to know who to actually listen to because there's a lot of people out there who claim they, you know, are something that they are not, unfortunately. Right. So as far as the the other people, I guess the first place that I would go is Robert Bigelow, billionaire, owner of Bigelow Aerospace, worked with the government for years, um, looking at this sort of stuff, uh, continues to advocate for uh, um, disclosure, UFO stuff, everything like that. So Robert Bigelow uh, continues to be a, a player, maybe not directly in, uh, in UAP right now, um, but he's historically certainly deserves a lot of credit. Uh, uh, he's uh, Skinwalker Ranch? Skinwalker Ranch yeah. is, was his, his jam. Um, it's know, a big one. I, it is. Uh, a, it is a big one. one. It takes us in a different direction. Yeah, for for right for. I mean, I, we can talk about it another time. For right now, <laughs> I'd say Google it and think about it, and then we'll deal it with it again. Yep. The other group, and this is funny. It's perhaps the most important group. Uh, I guess you would call the scientists, um, the academics, uh, notably Jacques Vallée, who we've referenced before. Yep. Uh, author, physicist. A proponent of an interdimensional theory that's exciting uh and then you have dr eric davis who people know uh, has been a government contractor uh for a couple decades now um, used to talk a lot doesn't talk so much anymore what's that about and then there's dr hal Putoff, uh who was also part of the to the stars academy with lou uh, elizondo chris mellon and tom DeLong, uh but famously uh headed the cia's remote viewing program in the 70s um, but he does carry a lot of weight. He's worked with the government for years, for very, very long time, certainly considered credible, uh, not, a, not a BS uh, sort of guy. So those are the guys to pay attention to. And again, there are many, 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 many more. Um, but if you're talking about who the top of the line, uh, you know, very pinnacle would be, that's where you want to be, those guys. And those are guys, particularly Eric Davis, is somebody we'll probably know more about um, as time goes on. You know, maybe not so much, uh, not as much as we'd want to right now. Okay. So one other name I think we're going to hear more about and definitely talk more about is a gentleman, um, you know, we go back to dates on on, on this podcast a a lot, you know, Uh, the first episode we started with a date. Um, I'm going to leave you with one here. November 14th, 2004. Another gentleman that we, for a reason, didn't get into here, uh, but will, uh, uh, Commander uh, uh, David uh, Fravor, uh, Navy Commander David Fravor, um, he experiences something. He has an experience, an interaction, um, an encounter, maybe, mm, maybe not, but we, we, we purposely left off the things like that, I guess, the, the, the phenomenon, the live things, um, because there's more to discuss with that and we're going to get into that. Um, but speaking of dates, you know, November 14th, 2004, that's a big date. Keep, keep in mind. If, if I may, please should this all, I'm freewheeling it. So <laughs> please should this all be something real that doesn't have a prosaic explanation that date, November 14th, 2004 could very well prove to be one of the most important days really in the history of humanity. That would be the day where we said, oh my God, uh, what is this thing? Is it not from here? And then you go from there. A-tip is formed pretty soon after. 
and uh, here we are today. So it might be good to remember that date. It might be. It might be good to keep that in mind uh, when we go ahead and talk about that because it's quite the interesting story. But real quick, real quick, hold on. Yep, just went back in time. Um, Next week, we're we're actually going to start off another date, February 24th, 1942. Sure. The Battle of Los Angeles. That's taken us in a pretty different direction, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is the right answer. Yeah. 